everybody, Chris Swanson, Sheriff of Genesee County. Ken YK Free Hugs Project. Welcome back to another episode, a Halloween yes, episode yes. of Black and Blue Podcast. Man, what was Halloween like when you were a kid? Because I know that you have never stopped dressing up. No, nah, man. Halloween didn't <laughs> exist when I was a kid. What? My mom was so old school Christian oh. that, yeah, better not have Ooh. on a costume. Oh, that's why you made up Halloween. for it. I saw this one. You were talking... Uh, a I don't know, a couple of days ago, yep. and we were doing our main event, and they showed the picture of you dressed up as Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah. the glitter glove and everything. Up. Everyone always cracks up about that because <laughs> I made this ridiculous character. His name wasn't actually Michael Jackson. It was Michael Blackson. So, because <laughs> I, I said, Michael had a black son. Oh, that's <laughs> so, hilarious. So that would be me. And so, because, um, you know, after... A lot of people think that Michael Jackson just started like bleaching his skin to bleach yeah. his skin. They don't know that he had gone through that fire from the Pepsi commercial yep. in the eighties. Remember that? Right, right. A spark yeah. fr um, from the lights on the Pepsi commercial hit his jury curl, which jury curls were super flammable, flammable back then. Um, so he caught on fire, and then um, from the burns on on his skin, and then eventually he got that. What's that skin disorder where it starts? I know. To, I was um, hoping you ask. Um, but yeah, there's it's a like a pigmentation yeah. thing. Anyone remember what the name is? Vitiligo. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Good yes. job, Diana. Yeah, awesome, Diana. <laughs> yes. So on top of him getting burned, he got vitiligo, and so. Obviously, as a superstar, uh, he wanted to even out his, oh, yeah. his skin tone. And it's really sad because he went through this period where people were making it seem like he just bleached his skin to bleach his mm. skin, you know. And so um, my character that I had created funny. was Michael Blackson. And this character existed for like a seven-year period because what I would do is I would show up at running races with a giant boombox that played only Michael Jackson <laughs> <laughs> music. And as runners are running right. by, I would have on my yeah. glitter glove and I would tell them, hit the glove for power. Oh, you know? that's hilarious. <laughs> so, so I'm dancing with my boys and we're having a good time. And everyone would just like get so filled with life whenever they would see See, that's Michael what Jackson. Halloween does. Halloween just allows you to play an alter somebody. You can be ridiculous. Whatever you want. And it's okay that one day. Any other <laughs> yeah. day or not a race, oh, you're yeah. weird. <laughs> I'd probably be in a, in that's a right. uh, mental institution One somewhere. day or at a sporting event, anything <laughs> yeah, goes. That's it. What is your best costume uh, aside from Michael Blackson? I think it's only Michael Blackson. That's the only one you've ever did? That's who I've only ever... Let me ever... also know a fun fact. Anybody, people seen um, Back to the Future? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's not just Halloween that this guy loves to dress up as. Yes. Tell us about Back to the Future. Yeah, so uh, with that being one of my favorite... Like, I love all things 80s, right? Yeah. And so Back to the Future is, is one of my favorite movies and um, one day I was driving through LA so I created this um, charitable run it was a 5k 5k 10k and it was called the awesome 80s run and the reason for that was on my 30th birthday I said I wanted people to celebrate coming back to the 80s oh with yeah me. and so I held this birthday at a skating rink because in the 80s oh, I yeah. loved going to the skating rinks um, and so everyone had to dress up in their 80s stuff and then when I was in college there was this girl Jessica who, who used to drive a DeLorean to school mm -hmm. and I thought she was hands down the coolest kid in in school because she had a uh -huh. DeLorean and so I tried con contacting her she had sold it she didn't have it anymore so I rented one from a place they parked it in front of the skating rink and we used it as a photo prop and so after he did that then um when i started the awesome 80s run one day i'm driving by 
this Ferrari shop in LA. But and hold on, the DeLorean as a prop was the actual name of the vehicle yes. that was in Back to the Future. The Back if you don't to the know Future what a DeLorean. Is. Yes, yes. If anyone that doesn't know what that is, the the, the uh, stainless steel the, and the going doors, yes. all of that. Yes. So it's it's that little. It's the weirdest car to drive. Super yeah. uncomfortable. Very strange. Um, but because I was so into the '80s and I created this '80s themed run. I told my wife, I said, I think we should get a DeLorean as like the ultimate prop for the awesome 80s uh -huh. run. And so she was like, where are you even going to buy one of those from? And so I'm cruising through L.A. and I drive past this Ferrari uh -huh. shop. You've got all Ferraris there uh -huh. in the dealership and then a DeLorean up on the up on the hoist. Right. And it's only one color. Stainless steel. Stainless steel. You can't silver miss it. car. So I'm driving by and I'm like, why is there a DeLorean? <laughs> in this Ferrari shop. And so I pull over and I go in and I had asked the guy, um, like, is there a relationship between DeLorean and Ferrari? He was like, no, there's just this um, guy who has a number of Ferraris, but he brings in his DeLorean for an oil change every like year or so because he doesn't really drive it. And I said, I want that car. <laughs> and he was oh like, gosh. well, I mean, we could contact him. Maybe he'll sell it to you, but I know it's not for sale. And I, and I was like, can you call him for me right now? <laughs> right now. Right now on the spot, right? And so I'm literally, I was heading to a meeting in LA. I live in San Diego. This is and the so, life of Ken Wadakay. <laughs> right? And so we call the guy and um, I go, hey, they tell me that you don't even drive this DeLorean. And like someone who owns Ferraris probably wouldn't like actually drive a DeLorean. It's right. like, like a lame car to drive actually. <laughs> and so, um, so I go, I see it up on the hoist. Um, I don't know if you'd be interested in selling it. And before I even finished, he goes, make me an offer. And I go, I, I don't know, 10,000? And he was like, give me $15,000 today, it's yours. Oh my gosh. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes, 15 grand. Now, what was it worth, do you think? Because even though they're kind of clunky, yeah. they still have value. Yeah, because there's, there's so few of them following. and a huge following. And a great story. Yeah, because they only made a limited yep. amount of, of DeLoreans, and so, Easily, he probably could have sold it for like 30 or 40 grand, right? And so he was like, 15, do it now. Um, and so, it, just because I like to haggle, yeah. I could have got him 15, but so I like, I leave, Good. I come back, I said, I got 13 grand cash if you'll take it right now. He goes, fine, leave it with the mechanics there. Oh um, they have the keys and the paperwork. So I never even met the dude. The, the, the like mechanic was the one, here's the title, here's the keys, oh everything, my gosh. it's your car, right? So I left the car that I was driving in LA, <laughs> drove the DeLorean back to San Diego, pull up to the house. Which is like uh, a two hour drive? Two hour drive in this car where as I'm driving, <laughs> the amount of people that almost smashed into me because they're pulling up trying to take pictures You're in the car. You're kidding me. Why, yeah, like when you drive that car, it's a spectacle I anytime, right? Oh, I can't wait to and tell so, you my story. So I, I pull up to the house and Sabrina and the kids come out. Like, why is a dad out right. with DeLorean, right? And where is our car? So I'm like, I let it's in LA. LA. We'll go back in and get our car <laughs> later. And so we did that. And then every Halloween, that car has been like the one time that we take it out of the garage is to go trick or treating. And again, like I didn't celebrate oh Halloween as a kid. Right. So you made and up so, for it. Yeah. So for my kids, it's fun because Michael Blackson uh, dresses up. Uh, sometimes I'll bring out like my hoverboard and other eighties <laughs> props and we'll leave in, in the DeLorean. But so. you had it tricked out too. Yes. Oh yeah. So there's, there's a um, DeLorean shop in Long Beach that I discovered after I bought the car this is that, that does back to the future conversions 
So for another 20 grand, the car actually looks like the car from the Back to the Future movie. And um, we kept that for a number of years while we had the awesome 80s run. When we were done with the run, I had sold the car and I sold the car because I was like, oh, I felt like it was just my thing and it was taking up space in, in the garage. And um, I didn't really tell Sabrina that, I, well, I brought it up to her. I said, hey, I might sell the DeLorean. I guess she didn't think much of it. She came home, she was like, where's the DeLorean? And I said, this kid that just came up a little while ago, he just bought it for like oh, 30 grand. Boy. She started crying. Oh my God. I was like, what you didn't even ask her? No, I brought it up and she was just like, oh, that's cool. She didn't oh, think much did, of it. I got it. And she plus, probably didn't think you would sell it that quick. Not either. that fast. And what even what concerns me about it the most or where where I was a little annoyed in selling it was I sold it. So there's this young black kid. He shows up to buy the car. Right. And I'm thinking, where is this kid getting 30 K from? Because right. he looked like he was maybe a high school junior. And so um, I go with him uh, to go and get the money for mm -hmm. the car. We come back to the house and I was like, um, so like is Back to the Future one of your favorite movies? He was like, no, I've never seen it. Oh, and I was just like, huh. Yeah. But I had already like started the paperwork, yep. but I was just so in love with the car that if you've never even seen the movie before, yeah. now I don't even feel comfortable selling this to you, but like the deal was already done. And so, um, so I sold him the car and then I, I reached back out to, um, to him maybe a few weeks later and I was like so do you drive the car to high school and he was like oh no I forgot to mention my dad's an auctioneer oh my god and I was like what and so the car was gone I wanted it back now at this point it's been sold off at an auction but when I did the customization of the car I made this little metal badge plate uh -huh. and it had my contact and it was bolted to the um to the frame of the car there was some guy in like Arkansas calls me up and he said, Hey, were you the previous owner of this car? And I had told him, yeah. And he said, <laughs> I looked up, I Googled your name. You're the free hugs guy, huh? Oh my god. And I gosh. said, yeah. And he was like, that makes this car even more special to me. Oh, wow. He said, because I bought it at an auction. I was a huge fan of Back to the Future, and so I was willing to bid whatever it took to buy the car. Yeah. And then I see this nameplate in there, mm -hmm. and it traced back to you. I Googled you, you're the Free Hugs Project. I follow the Free Hugs My Project. My gosh. And see? I have your car. And so story. he goes, if you ever need your DeLorean back, you just call me and we'll work out a deal. Um, but uh, trust me, I'm taking good care of it. And so that's, that's like the cool. story behind the car right now. And so why, when there's times where I'm like, I kind of still have the car, but yep. I don't, I'll get the car back when I'm ready to get the car. I feel like right now someone's just holding it for me. So Halloween's always been a big deal in my family. Yep. And, uh, like, this is a picture of me when I was, uh, trick or treating with my brothers and sisters. Um, I had always, uh, took it serious and always had a great time. I was, I was an army man. I was a mummy, uh, a police officer as a kid. Uh, oh you, yeah. You did? Oh man. It was big deal really? to our families. Yeah, for sure. So we would make it out there. And as I grew up, I never really stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. It was really super fun, but I took it to a whole new level. And by the way, Fun fact, uh, I forgot to mention this, that I thought this was a great idea, but you thought it creeped you out. About four or five months ago, I tracked down John DeLorean's gravestone, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went to the actual yeah, cemetery, and I took a picture, and I showed it to you, and you got all creeped out, yeah, man. I was like, why do you hang out at cemeteries, <laughs> man? That's weird. 
It's a great story. And we were down <laughs> yeah. there. It's a Whitechapel Cemetery. Yeah. In Metro Detroit, I thought Ken was getting all excited. I'm like, dude, you got to FaceTime me ASAP. And he's like, what? Jamie's in the truck, and yeah. I found his gravestone because John DeLorean. Fascinating story on uh, uh, Oh, I watched the documentary. It's a great one. It was, it and was you amazing. you saw his gravestone. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just <laughs> weird that you go to people's gravestones. I do, I do, <laughs> I do. Grocery stores and grave sites, man, I love them. Strange. And uh, as we grew up, man, I uh, I loved Halloween so much. When our kids did it, man, we did it so good. I would have like mini haunted houses in my garages. We'd do it on the uh, front porch. My kids would want to run out, get trick or treating, but come back to do our haunts, right? Yep. And uh, I was on vacation with my wife and my boys, and we were at a Holiday Inn. And I woke up and I said, Jamie, I had a dream. I said. I want to build commercial haunted houses. And she's like, what? And Jamie's always good to go along with the plan until it gets really crazy. Yeah. And uh, I said, but I got to make sure it's not like evil Christian, right? right? So mm -hmm. I called my pastor and I said, hey, what does the Bible say about haunted houses? And he says, well, it doesn't say that you can't scare people. I would just stay away from all the demonic stuff yeah, and all yeah. the other stuff. But if you want to startle people, that's cool. Boom, that's all I needed, right? <laughs> I went on this journey and uh, I developed a commercial haunt in Flint, Michigan called Cell Block 13 because mm -hmm. of the county jail and the stuff that I had. And I always knew that if I could scare people with their phobias, it's like the best scare ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Did I ever and tell you what my phobia is, by the way? I'm about to know. Oh, now we'll get to it after your story. Oh, you got to tell me. No, no, no. Because okay. go through, I mean, well, you've shared like some of this yes. story before. So I know some of it, but yeah. I feel like because it's a Halloween episode, yeah. there's probably some deeper details I need to know. But, and then I'll share my phobia okay and why it's my well that's why we built it we themed it as a cell block with a bunch of crazies inside but in each little room and we built it out so good man and uh, i took over this uh it was just this big maze that used to run during uh summertime and uh, we put a roof over it in each maze we broke open the panels and we made rooms out of it and when it gets dark anything's creepy at yeah. night right so you add fog sound lights and scare tactics mm -hmm. and it's a haunt right yeah so I would have like snakes, real snakes, spiders, not real spiders. I'd have a uh, a, 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 a room. No, man, like a boa constrictor no, named Selly. Dude, why? I, I hate snakes myself, but I knew the snake room needed a real snake. Oh so I'd have goodness. like a strobe light with all these snakes everywhere and it would like vibrate and the strobe lights would be making it look like they move. And oh. I'd have two people in there. The first person had a fake snake around their neck yeah. and they'd be like, ooh, and people would be like, oh man, they'd look like, oh, that's fake. And they turn around and they're there's another guy like, oh, that's that's real. Yeah. People would run through walls wow. because they realized that's a real yeah. snake. And it was about when I first got it, it was about 18 inches. Mm -hmm. And as the years grew, yeah. it grew bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. The same dude used to carry his name is Vince, my former brother-in-law, but I still have a brother-in-law. Yeah. He would take care of the snake. It was gross. I hated it. But people went nuts. Yeah. I had a clown room little bitty little bitty clowns everywhere and and then all of a sudden the real one come out i had this one where there was hanging corpses i kind of took a little too far because jamie girl actually hated the whole thing uh and it lasted five years and i learned a great lesson at the end a whole nother episode yeah but i would have these hanging things that look like uh they were like bodies you know with blood all inside mm -hmm. and then when you get through one was real they'd jump out i'd have these hallways it's called the endless hallway because yeah. i learned i'd go to trade shows and take the best scares and it was a hallway that had green stripes painted floor side, ceiling side, mm -hmm. all the way around. And then gigantic mirrors on both ends. So it looked like it went everywhere. You didn't know where the, the end or the beginning was. Yeah. You'd go through this, you're in it. And all of a sudden here comes the chainsaws. People running through walls, people running over people. I had one girl run into a plexiglass 
uh, frame because that's where she thought the stairwell was, which because oh there was goodness. a light on top, but it was an empty stairwell. So she's trying to escape. Boom! Blew her nose open, man. And you they, get a kick out of this? I, like, dude, I wouldn't be worried is, about this. Listen, man. Google scares, and it is the funniest thing oh, ever. When people get scared, it is hilarious. I had dudes on stilts that yeah. would like lean over people. So you're looking this way because the best way to scare somebody is distract and scare. Yeah. Distract and scare. I had them every which way to Sunday, man. Claustrophobia. I'd have them all pinched down in these rooms and all of a sudden they would just feel people grab them and oh my gosh it was so fun <laughs> after five years i should listen to jamie i lost everything that's a whole other story <laughs> yeah. but i love halloween man wow. I, I just love it it seems like what happens around you know 11 12 o'clock on that day you're getting all excited man <laughs> oh it's best and i want to hear about your phobia then i'm gonna tell you, you, you jamie's halloween. here watching us in the studio and i'm telling she knows exactly what i'm building out and you're gonna love it yeah so go ahead with your phobia, and I'll tell you what project I'm doing. Okay, uh, Scrunch, do you know what my phobia is? Dolls. That's his son, what by is the it? way. Dolls. Dolls? No. What's my phobia? I don't know. Maggots are my oh. phobia. Oh. Yes. And oh. reason why maggots are my phobia, and there's there's a reason for it. I don't just hate these things because they're gross. <laughs> I hate them because when I was young. Um, and you know how I was growing up in and out of homeless yeah. shelters. We finally got like this little uh, um, house that, that we were living in. And my bed, uh, I had a bunk bed, my brother and I. My brother slept on the top bunk. Mine was down on the bottom. I don't know why my no. bed was pressed up against the windowsill. No. A horse fly, which you know are those fattest flies that you fly into your feel house. Their wings. Oh yeah, you know when they're there, right? Yes. So a horse fly comes into our room while we're playing video games. I whack this horse fly into the windowsill. Don't think anything of it. My mom calls us all for dinner. Um, we go in the living room. We have dinner. It's California. TV. This is in California, yeah. Uh, watching TV, hanging out in the living room. Chris, when I came back Come on. to the room, Come on. there were maggots falling from the windowsill onto my bed i was so sickened and because grossed out because of the horse fly i guess it was already prepared to lay maggots or hatch maggots and so when i whacked it into the windowsill it let them go and so there's somebody right now is dry heaving I just oh, want you to why know. wouldn't they yeah. i'm like no, my I, skin I is crawling right, right now. now yeah like my oh skin my is gosh. crawling right now way to How take us to a different <laughs> right yes yeah. so yeah when you talk about gross like, and i'm creepy, sick i'm not into any of that right because i'm seeing them <laughs> you've seen anyone has seen maggots either on dead bodies or they've seen them in trash cans you see it in your work which is one of the reasons why i can't do your work because when i see even one maggot like the way that my skin crawls and I tighten up is because of what I experienced as an eight-year-old so boy. So after this episode, you're going to go down the street. If you happen to get called to a DOA and the body's been decomposed for a week. I'm not going in there, man. And all of a sudden there's I'm like bubbling going, going on. No, no, I'm not <laughs> going in there. I'm telling you, like ask Sabrina. There's been you times. You couldn't do it. No. You, Sabrina, I wish Sabrina were here right now because she <laughs> would tell you. She get. I could tell she kind of gets annoyed when, when I do this. But you know, like when you... When you buy meat from the store, let's say chicken, or especially chicken, and it has that little layer inside. Um, uh, so let's say it's in the yellow yeah. styrofoam thing, and got then the it's got the little pad. Thing, yeah. Yes. And so when she takes that pad when she's cooking, and she puts it in the trash, and I open the trash in the kitchen, and 
I see that, I like I get so upset, man. I'm like, Sabrina, how many times have I Because said, it reminds you of No, because it invites the the flies who put the maggots in the dumpster. So now I can't take out the trash on Friday if that if I open the lid and there's maggots in there, right? And so I have to tell her this all California's the time. It's always warm. It's always and warm. It's like a, a cesspool for growth. Yeah. So flies oh they'll gosh. know that that little pad is in there because flies like to leave their maggots in rotting things. Yeah. But that little pad is like the perfect thing because yeah. it's warm, it's bloody, no it doubt, stinks, man. right? And so I constantly it's like a tell her just for maggots. Totally, right? And so I like I I think probably just two weeks ago we just had this conversation. Sabrina, where I was, seriously? Yeah, like she's like, what do you want me to do with it? I said, wrap I it care. up in something. I just don't want to see it. I said. Put it in a bag and freeze it see? until trash day, see? and then I'll take it out with That's the rest the of the thing trash. I told Jamie growing up, I don't want to see my kids and you make bologna sandwiches because bologna <laughs> gets me sick to my stomach. Oh my goodness. I'd wake up in the morning to go yeah. to work and she's making bologna sandwiches, and I start to like my, my throat starts to close That's up. How I feel I'm like, about maggots. I don't want to even smell it. Why do we have to have bologna? Isn't there any other options? <laughs> kind of like maggots. That's how I feel about maggots. I tighten Gosh. up. Like there's been times like if I go out to the to the dumpster on trash day and I'm about to take out the trash. <laughs> and I see a maggot there. I kid you not. There's been times where I'm like, is Sabrina's dad coming over this weekend? Because he'll take the trash out. I feel the same way about snakes. Ah, man. I can't can't do it. I can't deal with snakes. Let me tell you why. Because when I was growing up, I lived on 10 acres and my brothers, I got two older brothers and older sister. My oldest brother's evil. Jeff, if you're watching, you know (laughs) you're you're evil. evil. (laughs) And he's nine years difference than me, right? So in the fall, my brother Mark and Jeff built this, um, this, this fort on mm-hmm. the ground, you know, four walls and a slant roof. Well, in the wintertime, it collapsed because they weren't good construction builders, right? Yeah. And in the springtime, my dad's like, hey, you need to go out there and you got to help your brothers get that fort out of there because it all collapsed. So I'm out there. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm probably seven years old. I remember my brother, as he's flipping up the roof of this gigantic fort that fell, yeah. there had to be a family of snakes that were there, Mm-mm. at least seven, eight, nine snakes just going everywhere, right? Well, they had oh, put carpet on out. the roof and so they nailed it right yeah so when my brother saw the snakes he freaked out and dropped the top when he dropped it it pierced all them snakes they picked it back up and i'm looking at this thing and i'm like mesmerized there's snakes on the ground there's snakes that are stuck in the nails that are now on the roof all Uh slimming and working all over the place i take off on a dead run my brother jeff picks up a snake and as i'm running throws it no hits me in the back of the neck and it wrapped on it hits me i could feel it hit the back of my neck i grab it i throw it from that day forward, I'm scared of death of snakes. Oh my god. If goodness. somebody comes up, you know how some people like to joke about that? Like, ooh, I'm not kidding. I'm going to blow your mouth out. <laughs> I don't joke with snakes. I don't like snakes. Yeah. Don't try to scare me with snakes. Don't do any of that stuff. We're, yeah. we're fighting. Oh my god. In goodness. fact, in my old house, I had the same thing. My, I have two sons, right? Yeah. There was a snake that was in my bushes. I called my neighbor kid, yeah. Justin. Have somebody like, else Justin, get you got to come over here, man. Yep. I said, there's a snake here. I can't even get out of my front, <laughs> man. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, no, see? And, and, People have to to respect people's fears and phobias uh, on things when they share. You'll that lose your with mind. You. Exactly because they don't realize the trauma that you experienced to get you there. And it's funny because we're talking about this <laughs> as a Halloween episode, and yeah. so people are like, "Yeah, but that's one time a year." No, snakes can be any time For of sure. the year, yeah. and it'll bother you just mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. And that's how I feel about maggots. And, and so when when your spouse is telling you. Don't put things in the trash can Please. that will invite That's maggots. Right. Like it's it's not because I'm like, oh, maggots are gross to me. There's a trauma that it triggers. And like you said, how it tightens up your throat or yeah. just kind of makes you like your skin is crawling. And then I feel like they're on me. And it's just- They're in it's, your hair. Yeah, it's your not a good feeling, you know? And so 
when people tell you that like if they have a phobia of something that's yep. different than a fear some people have yep. fear of spiders or they're like oh i i don't like i know uh water bugs or roaches or whatever okay cool we all don't like those things yeah but if somebody says they have a phobia <laughs> because of a traumatic experience <laughs> believe them i know it right <laughs> unless you operate haunted houses then you oh, exploit no, no, them. No. <laughs> you know i'm gonna use this word how come all this happens and when i say this word everybody's gonna be like oh my gosh when i ever hear the word lice lice like lice in your yeah, hair, yeah. I immediately think, I think there's one in my head right now. Really? Like I immediately psychologically think my head, my hair itches right now. Huh. Like just like lice. Like when I ever grew up and I heard that so-and-so had lice, I'd be yeah. like, oh my gosh, I, I, what is that like? Like I would shave my whole head. Like yeah. I, I, lice is another thing. I can't handle lice, man. Really? Yeah. In, now, have you seen it before? Or is dude, it in, what, in our field, you? yeah. Do you know, have you ever seen a, a serious case of head lice? No. It's like, they're like parasites all over yes, the place. Yes, but they're like head. thousands of them mm. and they multiply exponentially. And it's usually in houses that have maggots, bed bugs, lice. It's it's really. So people still get that because yeah, I haven't yeah. seen or and heard of lice. It's very contagious because for people that don't have good hygiene, it'll jump to hair. Mm. And so like, even if you have clean hair. Yeah. And you're with somebody or you wear somebody's hat or you wear somebody's scarf or on the back of a headrest or something, yeah. that lice will get there and they eat your dead skin on your scalp. Oh. Yeah. So People then, are tripping out right now on so this podcast. Why do we, I know, right? But it's Halloween. So. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> so, suck it up. So why do we share seats with people? Yeah. Why do we go on planes and all Well, those? it's cloth. So like the vinyl, it's hard for them to stick on. So that's even better. But yeah, for real, that, that's, that's, that's a legit thing. And that's why when you are like sharing helmets and stuff, uh, you know, in any kind of kid sports, they spray it all. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you, any of those bug stuff, I don't I don't mind spiders. I just squash a spider. Yeah, I don't people, mind a when spider. When they see spiders, they freak yeah, out. Yeah, some people like they're, their skin crawls when they see yeah. it. Actually, my brother is like that. And Prince, uh, no, Oni. And Oni's oh, yeah. like the big buff bodybuilder yeah. guy, wants to beat up everybody. But you put spiders around him and yep. it freaks him out. I don't know if there was a traumatic experience. Yep. He knows my experience with maggots because he yep. shared that same room. Yep. So he actually, you know what? Here's a funny story <laughs> about maggots. So I will never forget the last time my mom whooped me. I don't know if I've shared this story before, but. You know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, our parents can whoop us and get away with it. Now, today, like, you'll go to jail. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? right. There is a, a statute of limitations, so um, I, I don't when, disagree. Yes. Oh, my parents discipline it how I discipline Oh, totally. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah, right. like, I don't spank my kids, but my mom used to jack me up, <laughs> right? And so I will never forget the last day that my mom whooped me because it was tied in. To maggots yeah so my mom told me to take the the trash out we had a trash bin in the backyard mm -hmm. and there were maggots on this bin and i had to take it out to like the main bin in this and complex you knew there were maggots in it i saw them i saw oh, it like okay. i started to go out to take out the trash i put yeah. my hand on the lid i saw them i was like nope yeah. now my mom saw it as me being defiant yep. as a 13 year old teenager right and so my mom insisted kenny you need to go and take out the trash i said mom i can't do it there's maggots all over the thing now to an african mother a phobia does not exist you don't have a phobia oh, you're just my. being disobedient right oh my god and so i told her like numerous times I was like mom I can't do it and so she kept on yelling at me and so she takes the broomstick she took the broom off what? Of and had the stick right oh my god and so she starts to beat me with this stick like you're not going to be disobedient in my house you need to go and take out out the trash and I'm I'm like not just crying but I'm upset <laughs> right? that you're not understanding 
how much these things gross me out. And so I snatched the broomstick out oh, of her okay. hand. She realized. And I opened the back door. I tossed this broomstick so far. And my mom stood there and looked at me. And I said, you're never going to whoop me again oh, boy. for the rest of my life. And it was such a stern, sincere moment that that was the last time that my mom ever whooped me. She realized me. you're a man now. He's, he's a man. He threw this thing. My brother got up, who was in the living room, yep. and then he goes, Mom, I'll take out the trash. This, this is done. Mm. And that was literally it. And I think she realized at that moment, this boy really has an issue with maggots. Oh, yeah. Because there was a turning point that happened yeah, in our sure. relationship. Yeah, for sure. You're to take that. We're like, yes. listen, I ain't doing that. This is done. Yep. We're not, you know, and she was like, oh, wow, this is serious. Have you ever seen that movie, 127 Hours by James Franco? No. Dude watch that movie See, that's gonna be upsetting to and me. when you talk about <laughs> having that uh um, what did he do he he went hiking and this like, dude that got his arm he had to cut his arm off. yeah he had to cut off his own arm he was wedged in between he had his to break rocks. it he had to yeah break his arm out of there i don't even remember did he get out or did he die at the no no he it? got out huh he got. Did he? he cut his skin out. Wait, you watched out. it? No, I heard the story. The oh. guy that got where the boulder come on his arm. Yes, yeah, the boulder trapped there. him. Yes, yes. So is that what you're talking about? That's like the that one. type yes. of discomfort of. Well, that's an open. That would be a lot of pain. But I'm talking like a cramped space. No, but it that was a one, cramped space. Then yeah, that would bug me. Yeah, he was in yeah. this tiny little space, and then no the desire rock to watch came it. Yep. and wedged him into there. And you're oh just watching gosh. like the day pass and these vultures circling, just waiting for him to die. He he he. You recorded the whole thing, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah. It's all on his little cam. Oh and then gosh. eventually he's saying his goodbyes because he's like, I'm not going to live through this. But yeah, I didn't remember if he got... But I, that movie yep. stuck with me because I, yep. I was like, imagine being in yep. that tight little space and just slowly dying like that. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? It. I hate, hate, hate that movie. Hate it. it. So there's two movies. The little clown thing? It was it. No, he wasn't little. It is a bit. And not the modern day it, the old school it. You know how like movies from the 80s were way more creepy? I know. Salem's Lot. Yeah. We didn't have the same technology yep. and things. So the evil that they were Yeah, it was like films, real. Like they captured it. It was real. Yep. Yeah. Even the movie Chucky, as much as many oh, people. Oh, cut that. Remember he, he, he takes his little hand and he cuts the guy's back of the attendant. His, on, his of his, on his when he's walking in front of the bed, uh-huh. and Chuck oh yeah yeah yeah, he takes <laughs> the razor, and he right cuts there? yeah that okay. guy's tendon. <laughs> oh gosh! So, so you know the reason why movies like that bothered me because a lot of people would be like, why were so many people scared of Chucky if it was just a doll? It wasn't just about it being a doll. For me, being of African culture, African uh-huh. descent, right, and I'm sure Native Americans will understand the same thing about this. Is that there are certain curses and demonic things oh, yeah. that that exist still mm-hmm. in foreign countries that people are capable of channeling a spirit into certain things and so when he was even doing like that curse at yeah. the beginning of Chucky to channel his spirit into there, my mom being an African mother oh. right away is like, turn that volume down because we don't know what's inside those curses. Right. And so when you're a little kid, Oh man. And your mother just took that, that serious turn the volume down right now. I don't yeah. need you guys hearing that. Then it's like, wait, so someone can really do that. And to an African mother, of course someone can channel a spirit into Come on, a different thing. Right. God. And so for that reason, yep. Chucky always creeped me out because I was like, when you hear these like 
scary stories mm-hmm. of haunted dolls yeah. and haunted things moving. It's that's there's all it's spirits, no doubt, and, and I believe it. Can move I'm around. telling you, in my professional world, I can go into a scene, a death scene, and know if they are believers or not because there's an evil. When I go into suicides or homicides, there's an evil presence. It's the creepiest thing ever. Yeah, so you can feel it. Salem's Lot back in the 80s that little vampire movie mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i remember the scene where the kids in bed and that vampire comes up and it's his and it's his friend mm-hmm. and he's a young little vampire yeah. he's knocking on the glass and i can hear the glass and he takes his little lego ship and he breaks off a cross beam and mm-hmm. it's and it's and he holds up the cross and the kids tapping on the glass freaked me out really yeah wow. or how about when the stranger calls you remember that movie mm. dude where the babysitter's watching the kids and the phone keeps ringing. She picks the phones up and he's like, have you checked the children? No, no. And she's like, click. No. And she runs upstairs and the kids are safe. Was it an 80s movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phone rings again. Have you checked the children? Mm. She's like, ah! Hangs <laughs> up. Keeps going. She calls the police. Mm-hmm. The police call and say, okay, we're going to check on it. Just relax. Happens again over and over, right? Yeah. Finally, she gets up the phone and she's going to scream. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am, listen. This is the police department. The calls are coming from inside the house. Oh, I do remember that. Get okay, out. Got it. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Out. Yes. Okay. Oh, so there was another yeah. thing like that. The Twilight Zone. Did you ever watch the Twilight Zone? I mean, I did, but there's a lot of Twilight Zone. There's zones. a bunch of them. Yeah, they were like little snippets. But I'll never forget the one that creeped me out the most when what? I was little. There was this episode where this lady, she it's like she, nighttime on one of these like long roads. Yep. She pulls up to a gas station. And when she gets to the... Uh, to the gas station. She goes in, she pays for her gas. She comes out and there's this creepy guy that's like on the other side of the pump and he's trying to get her attention. Okay. And he's like signaling at her and she's going like that. And so she keeps looking back at him like, oh, what a creep. Like, why is he doing this, right? Yeah. And so then, same thing, he's trying to get her attention. So she finishes pumping her gas. She gets down the road. She's speeding down the road. This guy is like speeding up. She's freaking out. Like, why is this guy yeah. following me so fast? He pulls up beside her. And so she finally like kind of slows down. Like, what do you want? Yeah. And then he goes, there's someone in your back seat. And then you see like this creepy demonic figure. And then she like swerves off the road and oh crashes. It. And I was like, that was the scariest crap. And it was oh. only like five minutes. <laughs> right. Like that sort of stuff creeps See, me out, you know? Gosh. And so, yeah. So Halloween stuff, my evil brother, stuff, my mother, I told you my evil brother. Yes. Okay. So, uh, we used to have, uh, twin beds that I slept in a really tiny twin bed. Right. And so my brother, Jeff, remember evil Jeff, he, uh, prepped this out and he waited for an hour for this to happen. So I was watching TV. It was a scary movie. He snuck out. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. My mom and dad said to go back to bed at the same time, you know, so he knew what time I was going back to bed. I'm laying in my twin bed and my brother, nine years older, as I'm laying there, just kind of like panicking, right? He's underneath my bed and he takes his right hand mm-hmm. outside and he grabs my chest. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Yeah. I'm like, why are you like this, right? <laughs> back then, freaked out. Of freaked out. I don't like, I mean, the Friday 13th, the, you know, the... the Nightmare on Elm Street's all those things. What really freaks me out is the stuff that you're just like, no way. Yeah, like, where it can really like happen. the sixth sense. When yeah. I realized what the sixth sense wanted, I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, just because of all those things that that's the kind of stuff when you realize that evil is there. Yeah. You freak out. Let me. But how can you do this work that you do? I know. No, like part of why I cannot do your job. Yeah. Is I'm not going into those situations, man. That stuff creeps me out. 
Like, and, yeah. and to have to respond to the calls mm-hmm. of that, like even that Twilight Zone episode, sure, there's real stuff yeah. like that that happens, right? Yeah. Some creepy person sneaks mm-hmm. into the person, the back of someone's car, mm-hmm. maybe assaults them, tries to rape it them scary, or whatever. Yeah. These are real life situations yep. for you guys. For me, that was just a scene in the Twilight Zone that irked yeah. me when I was a kid, but it has stuck with me into my adulthood. Yep. It, like even times where... I'll get into my car at night in, in certain areas, and I'm a grown man. There's times where I'll actually open the back door. I, I'm not putting <laughs> anything check. in the back seat. Yeah, if it's like I a know. cold, like foggy day I and you. I can't see back there, I'm not about to step into a dark car. I don't know Somebody who's laying in the back behind. seat. Yeah, and chokes you out in the car. So there are times where yep. I'll just open the back door, okay, and I'm a man, right? I can't even imagine what it's like for a woman uh, yep. like walking out at 10, 11 o'clock yep. at night and there's mist or dew on their back window. I know. And so now I've, I've even told Sabrina that. I say, hey, anytime before yep. you get into a car at night, check the back seat before you get See, in. See, all that, all the movies that are made oh. out where you live, man, they all set the stuff in our head and now it sticks with us for life. But it's it's precautions that I think have saved us. That's true. Right? That's true. There's probably so Halloween things. has like the fun stuff, which we showed you a bunch of pictures, you know, Michael Blackson. <laughs> you got me as a little kid. You yeah. got this. And, and then we have the evil stuff. But let me just tell you, Jamie just freaks out when I say this, but I'm building my own mystery machine. Mystery machine? Yeah, Scooby-Doo mystery machine. Oh, the uh, like the van. The van, yeah. Really? I wanted one for years. I sold my vet this summer, and I want to buy a new one. Yep. But I'm also going to build out my own mystery machine. Get and I out. have a Volkswagen. I'll show you the picture. This is this Volkswagen mm-hmm. bus, but I can't do it because it's still it's shot. And I want to. I want the old school, like little short you know chevy bus yeah and a buddy of mine has one and he made it out of an astro van because it's got kind of the same look because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different models of the mystery machine but i'm getting it tricked out Kreger rims they're going to jack up the back i'm going to have it all wrapped and yeah and the sides when you drive up it's going to have that tint on so when you look over it looks like like uh like the characters yeah is it right yeah it's going to look like um oh my gosh what's his name shaggy no the the, the leader the blonde dude oh, I oh what's his name he was Oh my gosh! I just know Shaggy and Scooby. Oh come on, people, help me out. Oh, and Velma and Velma, uh, Daphne, and yeah. who's Fred? Jeez, Fred? oh Pete, yeah, he's I the blonde really dude. Was Fred? Fred and Daphne, they were a thing. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that, but yeah, I, I well, know Fred's always the driver, and so does you know Shaggy. I think drives sometimes. But bottom line is, this could be awesome. My buddy has one. He's a sheriff up north, and he said kids love it. Of they they just he takes it to birthday parties. I know Jamie's not gonna like it, but. She's going to love it. Well, speaking of of Jamie not liking it, what is it about us as men that sometimes (laughs) we want to collect these random I know unnecessary things that are probably just going to take up space so in our much. garage so do I you've seen some of the things I that I collect and good stuff though yeah I think they, they increase in, in value yeah. but even those things when I first started collecting bear bricks Sabrina was like why I know why do you even but like I guess certain things that have sentimental value to us, like whether it's an expensive item like yep. a car or maybe to some guys, I'm sure some guys still have their baseball car collections. Right here? You see? I got a matchbook collection of baseball. I got 500 bazooka comics from the early 1980s. Yeah. You know, from the, the, the individual packs. Those have value, man. 500 bazooka comics. Yeah. Did you hear that, Jamie? Value. Yeah, That's there's it. value to them. See? And so, like, because Sabrina's dad, he, he has those habitual tendencies yep. where he'll just start collecting things. I bought him his first Invicta watch. Now he probably oh, yeah. has like 800 Invicta watches. Oh I'm my like, gosh. dude, why? Yeah. Why do you have to do that? Um, but it's, and I'm sure it gets on her mom's right. nerves as well. But it's like, there's just something about us To me, it's peaceful. Men. Really? I do. I, when I collect it, it's like, 
yeah, I don't do it as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, but I love just looking at stuff. You mm. know, like when I clean my garage, I'll go out there and I'll just look at it. When I clean or detail my car, I'll just look at that's it. I just like I looking am. at stuff. Yeah, I just like, like to knowing know that, that I've I got have it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about my Chevelle. I told you I have a 72 yes. Chevelle. Yep. Tricked out. I probably haven't driven it in like two but years. But you can go out there but and But I like at to it. know that it's in the garage. I know it. You know, that's how I felt about the DeLorean and all of these um, statues and yep. action figures that I collect. Um, <laughs> my, my goal one that I'm chasing after, and it's super expensive, but I'm going to have it. It's a 14-foot Incredible Hulk. It's like, oh, it probably wouldn't fit in this room. He's mega-sized. Oh, I love large figures. Yes. And so, yeah. Well, I, I saw that Oscar one you have in your studio. In yeah, your, oh, yeah, the uh, Oscar warehouse. statues. Those yeah. are awesome. Yeah, and so, and, and I told you a story about how You know the Hulk was my about. first favorite superhero? Really? I had all the Hulk pajamas, Hulk sheets, Hulk everything. He creeped me out, but yep. I want him because of his size. Yeah. I like large figures. You're talking like the like the old school. Yeah. Old, like with the, the veins coming out everywhere. Yeah, he's massive. If That's I could beautiful. find a picture of it. I had seen him once in a comic book store. I made an offer on it back like then. Like how much? I think he wanted 20 grand for what? it. What? Yeah, no, it's massive. Oh, it's big. Yeah, no, it, it would probably... I don't know that it could fit in this okay. room. He's like... Whatever size you envision Hulk when you watch the movies is how big this this figure You'll is. You'll get it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to get it. Um, but I'm sure it's one of those things where yep. Sabrina would be like, "Why?" Yep. And so I hope that she would watch this episode and understand we're just wired that way That's as it. guys. That's right? it. Right? There's certain yep. things that we collect. Started with our baseball cards, football cards when we were kids. Yep. I had books on books on I know. books of. I have. Hundreds and hundreds of unopened packs of non-sport and baseball cards. Wow. Hundreds. I mean, all different. From Michael Jackson cards to Elvis cards. But there's money Dukes of in cards, those. You everything. don't plan on selling any of them? Heck no. I mean, wow. I guess everything's for sale. Yeah. But... You know what, Jamie and the boys always joke. They're like, the the second you die, I'm selling everything. That's it. Everything's no, going on no, eBay. Like, everything, and you know it's no, going to get pennies down do the that. dollar. No. My kids don't want that. I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be cursed if you do that. That's right. <laughs> That's a good way. To That's play. right. You I, do that when you die. I'm selling all your purses. Right. That's it. I'm getting. I'm going all. They're all going <laughs> all to Goodwill. All your Michael Kors, your <laughs> yeah, coaches, your Louis Vuitton. That's right. I don't want to know. There's no value in that. <laughs> That's true. I I think. Um, our kids, they'll reach a point where they're the, they'll appreciate the that connection stuff. to it, uh, right? It being their parents, because even like um, Sabrina's dad, when he had reached a point where he was really um, concerned about his health, he started coming over to our house and like dropping off a lot of his um, diecast cars. That yeah, he collected I got Matchbox giving, cars too. Yes, yeah, Hot Wheels. Yeah, giving that stuff to the to the kids, and the kids might not appreciate or yep. understand the value in it at that moment. But they if will. he were to pass. You want those things that had sentimental value yep. to your grandfather yep. for you to say, that's my grandfather's yep. car that he left me. And Scrunch does a good job at preserving those things. Most good. of the toys that I give good him, job, he keeps his stuff on display. But the twins, they take pride in knocking things down the <laughs> stairs and watching it blow up. So we don't give them toys. Nothing that's of a value. Nah, see, they go in, Destroy. they take them, and they just they want see, to see it See, that's all Sabrina's explode. fault. Yeah, it's that. That's her side, right? Because my side, Scrunch takes Boom, after me. Take care of it, right? Yeah, Michael right. and and Maya, it's it's destruction city for them. They like to see things explode. So, well, my um, kids are my my boys are twenty three and twenty, and they're both thieves. <laughs> what? Yeah, they 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 all have stuff. The next thing it'll show up in Jordan's room. <laughs> oh I'll have goodness. something that'll show up down at Jordan, Riley's bay. I mean, like you guys are grown men, man. This is a larceny. My stuff. That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, we just wanted to have a fun episode. We talk yeah. about some heavy topics, and um, you know, we just appreciate your support. 
why don't you share this episode, talk about it, comment it, and uh, and just stay with us. So my name is Chris Swanson. Yeah, Ken Wadike. And if you guys have any phobias, like make sure people in your family know yeah, what those things right. are so that they don't creep you out with that stuff. That's right, and, man. And be very serious and sincere <laughs> in letting them know, look, I don't like maggots. And, and don't so, come after me with a broom. Or a broom or a snake. That's right. <laughs> right? Ain't so happening. Believe it I when they tell you. I forgive you, Jeff. I forgive you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Catch guys. you next time.